0: Do you have balance in your life? What's the conversation you're having with yourself, and how much of it is negative? Are you bringing energy home to the ones you love? On today's program, these, along with many other important life questions, will be answered by none other than everyone's favorite super conference speaker, Brian Dodge. It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and to further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each month for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. Well, folks, you are in for a real treat because today we are talking with none other than Brian Dodge. Brian Dodge has 28 years as a professional development speaker and best-selling author. As soon as you meet Brian, you realize his true passion for people and helping them transform their lives. He's the author of Good Life Rules, co-author of Becoming the Obvious Choice, and his latest book, The Principles of an Unstoppable Family Business, which I know most of you have read. His monthly newsletter, The Achievement Journal, is truly inspirational. He has been the host of his weekly syndicated radio show, Build a Better You, for the last eight years. With all that success, what's most important to Brian is his family. He's all about family. They are the driving force behind everything that he does. As he said on the ATI stage, family is worth fighting for. There's a reason he's been the only four-time ATI Super Conference keynote speaker. It's because he is simply awesome. If you've had the pleasure of being at any of these conferences, you know exactly what I mean. Brian Dodge, it is truly my honor to welcome you to Driving Change.
1: Well, I would say that based on what you just said, it's truly my honor to hear what you just said about why I live my life. I live my life every day for a reason, and I'm blessed to be able to do so, and that's to reach inside of good people and wake up the good. And last time I checked, if you're blessed to have family, then family is worth fighting for. And what you talked about earlier, um, I always say my wife and I've been married now 41 years, and if you ever wanna get to know who I am, just come meet my kids when I'm not around. So it's all, and our lives are not perfect, but they're worth fighting for. And uh, family is a full-time job, and, and uh, you and I both know that if you don't work on it, then don't be so surprised you get fired from it.
0: In some ways, I feel like I know Margaret. You talk about her so much on stage.
1: She's you a keeper. Like a
0: fantastic woman.
1: Well, I would say in front of every great man, there is Margaret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I would say it's a side-by-side, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, because I'm
1: telling you, if you're waiting on her, you're backing up. I'm just saying.
0: Absolutely.
1: My my wife
0: is definitely a driving force in our family. You know, I, I, I have to definitely take a back seat to her. She is a powerhouse.
1: It's awesome, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So tell us, you know, it's it's been what? Since March was what? Six, eight months ago? You know, What have you been up to since the Super Conference?
1: A lot of things. Been very blessed. Uh, Spent a lot of quality time with the family. Uh, that's uh, very crucial. Um, but also with the company, Dodge Development. Uh, I'm very, 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 very thankful. Um, we've grown into a full in-house, family-based consulting firm where we do everything in-house, and... Um, We've been able to reach out, really helps a lot of different companies, uh, really strengthen their second, third, fourth generation coming in. I love it, Jeffrey. When we're, I'm working with uh, a family and they're not even talking. I know that's hard to believe, right?
0: Oh, yeah, hard.
1: Yeah. And, and there's all this conflict. And all we do is we go through and, and, and get them reconnected and get that love redone and realize they're all uniquely different, but they are all very much needed. And when they come back together, oh, my gosh, I love when good wins. It's amazing. So we've been very blessed. We've been working with a lot of companies in that category, so thanks for asking.
0: Do you find that you know most of the times all this, we'll call it dysfunction in the family, when when they come together and start realizing they all want the same thing? Does that happen?
1: Oh, all the time. Well, it's funny, I, it, you know, it, because I've worked with so many, and uh, it is my life, that, you know, the breakdown is 99% of the time it's communication. But also there's a percent that it's not communication, it's an agenda. And unfortunately you can't change when somebody has a bad agenda. It's just a bad situation and it's sad to see, but it happens. But too often people think that everything is a bad agenda. That's not true. The, ki- the reality of it is the majority of people want the right thing to happen. And it all comes down to communication. And do you have kids? I have four. You have four. So you definitely qualify. So I have three, and I have three grandchildren now. You have grandchildren? No,
0: I'm not that old yet.
1: But- okay, yeah. Uh, so guess what? You have something to look forward to, my friend. Oh, yeah. Because you know why grandparents get along so well with the grandkids, right?
0: Yeah, they get to send them home.
1: No, because we're both mad at the same person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Even better,
1: yeah. We're both mad at the same person. No, but the key of it is is that it's an interesting um, process. Your kids will be different than you because what you did, they didn't have to do. But now the grandparents have more in relationship because it's one generation different. So our communicational process is uniquely in line, and that's powerful. But here's the greatest gift. If there was a gift I can give everybody listening right now, if you have children, and you should be blessed that you do, then realize your job is to give good information to your children however or any way that's possible. So I have learned that my kids will listen to other people sometimes more than they'll listen to me. Have you ever found that in yep. your situation that's with your name, kids?
0: Brian, that's never happened with me. My kids listen to everything I tell.
1: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> here's, here's, here's the good part. So here's what I would do. I learned this, and I thought, this is so amazing. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. So say, for an example, my son, John. Say John's in your area and I know he's in your area, so I call up I call you up, hey say Jeffrey. And you go what? I said, Would you do me a favor? I said, What's that? I said, Would you mind uh taking my son out for lunch? Well, what for? Well, I want you to just take him out to lunch. I want him to meet you. But I also like you to talk to him about this and this and this and this and kind of explain how this has worked for you and how this has really helped your family and kind of segue you're in, you're going, got it done for you, right? so then you take him out to lunch and i get a phone call the next day for my son and what's john say john says dad this guy's a genius (laughs) he said this and this and this and this and see what i want to say was really i've been telling you that for 30 years all i do is i smile and say yeah he's a genius so how you get it to your kids doesn't matter. Our job is to get more creative on how you get good information to your children. That's part of being a good parent.
0: My kids are all grown now. It'd be harder to do, but I'm going to start using that. That's great. Isn't
1: that, that awesome? But people don't think about it. But life? It, yeah, people don't think about it. But when they realize it, they're thinking, "Why wouldn't I do that?" You know, I always say, "Pick your friends. Don't let them pick you." Well, I want to pick the people that are going to share good ideas with my kids. Why? Because we're Working together. The more we're united, the better the possibility. And also through that process, I answered the question that I discussed before. When, comp- when families are divided, mm-hmm. usually it's just poor communication. People misunderstand. They haven't been able to get forward. So it, it, not usually, 90% of the time it takes an outside voice that they like and they trust that allows that to begin to be seen differently.
0: So you're holding a mirror up to me right now because I, I can't tell you how many times I've had the kids come home and do that instead of me fighting the urge to say I've been telling you that for you know 20 years or whatever it's been. It actually comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that's not good.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it just proves we're all human.
0: Yep. Yep. I appreciate I- that
1: yeah i tell I tell our customers all the time I said before we agree to uh work with you and our our platform's very much just like a t i s and you know how much i'm uh, just a huge fan of you guys huge and um uh, but the same principle that I've lived with you guys do, and that is when we come when we bring somebody on board and help them get organized and get their company going in a better direction. We do this in one year, but after the year, our goal is to do our job so well we're friends for life. And you and I both know that to earn that title, you've got to do your job well. Well, I can tell you, Brian,
0: every single person that's ever sat in front of you, at least from the ATI perspective in, in those rooms, they all feel like you're friend for life. I know that. I speak for everyone huh. listening. I know that.
1: Yeah, again, I tell you, when I got invited back to fourth time, I literally, I mean, uh, you know, I have no problem telling you that. I got got goosebumps, and then I literally, you know, got tears. I was like, because I know that's never happened, and I know that I'm really not that good, um, but I'm very blessed, and I care a lot. And when I stood on stage and I did that, that was pretty funny. They laughed, didn't they? And I yeah. says, "You know, most people see me don't invite me back." And I don't know what your problem is. And they, and they, you shouldn't see the look on their faces. They're like going, "That was pretty funny." Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? When you're real and you care, you know, people ask me all the time, Jeffrey. They go, "You know, the people that see me the first time walk out and they go, is that kind of that must be a, a stage.' You know, that's." the way he's on stage, like a stage show. <laughs> and if anybody knows me, go, no, 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 take him out to lunch. He's a lot weirder than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Brian, if it's okay with you, I'd like to tell you something you said that impacted me and changed my life. You I'd be honored. That, right? oh, yeah. uh, so, so one of the things you said at the last conference, and I'll never forget this, you said, when you wake up, get up. Mm-hmm. And that hit me because – yeah, I can't tell you how many times I'd wake up at say five or six in the morning, and you know, at oh, six a.m. I ain't getting out of bed, and I just lay there and lay there and lay there, and maybe I fall back to sleep, maybe I don't. And and when you said that, it really really hit me. And what's interesting is, is that very shortly after that conference, I started to get on this this kick of of changing my life with with eating better and exercise, and the only way I can make that work is if I got up earlier in the morning and and i got to tell you that i am now someone who gets up at 5:30 3 days a week monday, wednesday and friday and go to a 605 gym class every single week and i owe that a lot of that to that comment when you wake up get up and i, I got to tell you it's changed my life
1: well that's awesome because it's just the truth i don't own it nobody owns it i just gave you something that's important Because what life is about is understanding that life talks. And your body talks to you, your soul talks to you, your mind talks to you. And what's really sad is when you you wake up, okay? And even, you know, this morning, I woke up, it was at 4.30, okay? And uh, I looked looked over, and and of course, when I wake up, I was thinking, I, I moved a little too much, so Margaret looks over, she goes, oh no, one of these mornings, huh? And I and I said, well, I'm up. And so you know, I said, I'm up. <laughs> so I get up because I know there's something I need to find. So what I do is either go for a walk, and I be quiet, or I go sit and read, and I reach out, or I just sit and and I I go someplace where I call it my happy place, where I go to the barn and I, you know, smell the horses, and I smell, so I, I get that because there's something that I'm looking for that needs to be found, and that is the time frame in which I need to go. But most of the time we find ourselves in life, when that happens, we make the wrong decision. Instead of being thankful that your body says there's something there for you to go find, we look at the alarm clock and let the time of the day define what we're gonna do at that moment.
0: You couldn't be, I mean, it, it's so obvious and so simple. A thing right, get up. Yeah, it, it's literally. I mean, I've done the same thing. That's the other thing you said about reading. I got my reading chair right, and awesome. When I when I wake up and I'm not going to the gym or something's happening, it's a weekend. Everyone's still asleep. I go down to my reading chair. That's what I do.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's so crucial. And and, and one of the key elements of that process is if you understand something. Okay, if you, when you when you wake up and you're fresh. Okay, and you're good. You have to understand if you go back to sleep, you're going to be more tired. Everybody knows that. So if you'll just get up and be thankful for the moment and not look at the time. See, people say, well, the sun's not up. Really? That means you can't get up? You can only get up when the sun gets up? Really? I'd recommend you uh, change your philosophy. Or they look at the clock and say, what am I doing up at 3 o'clock? That's because you are alive. Okay, you're excited. I mean, last time I checked, there's two types of people, those up at 3 o'clock and those who wish they would have been. But here's what people do. They look at, it. sun's not up, I shouldn't be up. Time's too early, I shouldn't be up. They let those factors determine what your choices are. Here's a good analogy. If you didn't know how old you really are, how old would you really act? So, people understand, don't let the number of your age determine the way and how you think. No more, do not let the time of the light or the time on the clock determine what you're going to do that day. It's you that determines that. And some of the greatest things are found before anybody wakes up. And, you know, there, there are key principles that tie into this. Number one is those that get up earlier, you know, and some people are not early people. Okay, so don't try – if you're not an early person, don't try to be an early person because it's not sustainable. So maybe you're a late-night person. I don't know if you know anybody like that, do you? No, nobody. Yeah, I didn't think so. And so they they do that. Well, then make sure that that later-night stuff, you do things that are different and you do things that allow you to think. You stop doing everything that allows you to be entertained.
0: Well, I've had to make some changes. I mean, I, right. I yeah. I mean, I go to bed earlier now, and there's things that have done. I'll tell you the other thing. Going back to family, yeah, I can see the way my wife looks at me, that I'm committed to getting up that early, and the way the kids look at me with what I'm doing with my diet. And you know, for years I just kept saying I can't figure this out. I'll just be fat, you know. And here I am living a life with integrity, you know, as opposed to a life with excuses. And it, it not only does it feel good. But it feels good to see what I'm doing to model for those people that I love.
1: Wow, you said that extremely
0: well. Uh, well,
1: I mean, you that. You'll do things for your four children you won't even do for yourself. You know there's a power there, right?
0: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: Right. So we, what you've done is you've ignited that energy because now you know it's not just your own health. You're, in essence, not only affecting your kids, you're affecting your kids' friends your family, people see that within you. And I love it. Remember we used that on stage, remember that where I used the right hand and the left hand analogy? Yes. I and I said, <laughs> I, oh, that's so funny. That was the funniest thing ever. Remember when I, I had them clap their hand and they go, <laughs> I wish all of you were there because it was, I had too much fun on stage. Um, but what the left hand and the right hand analogy for those of you listening, you have to understand there is negativity in the world, so we all need to accept that. And there are good things in the world. We all have to accept that. The difference between people that have a more balanced life and those that have more difficult life is the people that have a more balanced life don't have less negativity or less problems. No, they don't. They just have more skills. But the one thing they've been able to do is identify what negativity looks like. So we use that analogy. I said, all right, everybody raise your left hand, and everybody raise their left hand. I said, from here on out, when you start talking negative to yourself or you start, you know, having that kind of conversation, like, really, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. There's no way I can stop this, you know. Then just look at your left hand and say, okay, and tell it to shut up. <laughs> but once you recognize it, Jeffrey, then you now can have a conversation with it. And once you have a conversation with it, now you identify who you really are. Because if you can have a conversation with it, and the conversation in, makes you join that conversation, then that's something else, and that's a deeper conversation that one has to have with themselves. If and you absolutely. recognize it and have a conversation with it, and you go, no, that is not me, and there was the right hand where you look over at the right hand and say, no, I want to lose weight. I want to get better. I want to wake up. I want to grow. I want my kids to see me. I want to be healthy so when my kids have grandchildren, I can outrun them. I can do all these things. No, and most importantly, I feel better. So now all you do is recognize which one you want to have a conversation with.
0: One of the enemies you talked about was, was that conversation you're, you're discussing yeah. here. And i tell you, one of the biggest things I took away from that was the conversation with myself, which is what I'm hearing you talk about right now. And I, I, I never thought about that. I always thought about changing the conversation with others, but I never thought about changing it with myself. And it's so easy to recognize that left hand. And actually, when you look at it and tell it to go away, the, the power that you gain and it loses is amazing. And I know it sounds a little weird to even consider doing that, but it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've done that. It works. It, it works. It absolutely works.
1: I had a friend of mine that I was on a plane, and I didn't know he was sitting two rows behind me. He gets up, taps me on the shoulder, and says, hey, Dodge, good to see you. And I looked up. He runs a, just over a billion-dollar company. And uh, I said, how are you doing, my friend? He says, good. He said, you know what? I had no idea I had spent that much time talking on my left hand until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> you and he, cool. goes, he said, game changer, because – now it can't sneak through the back door
0: next time you do this put a puppet of a squirrel on your left hand
1: oh my goodness
0: right <laughs> squirrel it, right it, i mean that's it, yeah.
1: oh you are too funny I, <laughs> I i was so looking forward to this conversation i said boy this is going to be a fun one and i was right <laughs> But 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 I want everybody that's – we're having an opportunity to have a conversation. You and I are talking, but really we're not talking to each other. We're talking to all of those that are listening right now. And I thank you. I thank you for taking the time. I thank you for slowing down and, and listening to this podcast that Jeffrey's put together for you because he's doing it for all the right reasons. But what you need to do is understand an average human being talks to themselves how many times a day?
0: Oh, I think you said – Fifty thousand or something. It was a big number. Exactly. Was it? You actually, it's
1: fifty thousand plus times a day. So, in eighty percent of it's negative. Come on, folks. First of all, it's your conversation. You're a hundred percent control of your conversation, and you're talking to yourself that way. Why? Well, the reason why it's more negative than positive because it's easier. Not until you address the truth. It's easier to be think why things won't work than why they will. It's easier to think negative than positive. Last time I checked, why is the media also negative? Why is the print also negative? Because it's easy for people to read it. If it was all positive, it would take effort for people to read it. It's human nature. So all I'm asking you to do from this conversation we're having, and those of you that we're honored to have a conversation with you listening, just think about how often you talk to yourself in that way. And then ask yourself, why am I doing this? This is my conversation. It's my life. And I can determine exactly what I want to say. And then the left-hand analogy, once you visually can see it, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It does. And the key element, there's one step further. All greatness comes by thinking on paper. So if you want to take it one step further, which I was unable to go deeper, which we can do now, first recognize and say, okay, really, why am I going there so often today? Then take one step further. Take out your journal and write down all the negative thoughts you thought about today. So I said, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I, client, you know, I need a whole day to do that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it It's mind-boggling. But once you get it, great people think on paper because paper gives life to your thoughts. And thoughts that are that are wrong, that are, now have life, you can just determine to let go, and it's a it's a most powerful process. So I would only challenge those of you listening not only recognize it, but expose it. How do you expose it? Put it on paper. <laughs> That's a great little piece of jewel right there for you.
0: It is. I'd have to do it on my laptop though, because if I did it on paper, I wouldn't be able to read it.
1: Yeah. Well, number two is you might end up writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> because what, what it comes down to is there's three enemies I talked about that three enemies that take away the possibility for you to slow down and you, you and I talked about that earlier as well the most important thing that everybody has to do right now is you've got to slow down you've got to slow down everybody needs to slow down you've got to slow down so you can actually go faster in things that matter in life because right now we have the three biggest enemies that are absolutely getting out of control interruptions There's more interruptions in our lives than I've ever seen, and it is making a big problem with our next generation coming up. Too many ways for people to be interrupted. You've seen that with your kids. Agreed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then distractions. Whoa! I mean, look at the mindset of the generation coming up based on their ability to maintain their focus. I don't have to say any more, do I?
0: Shiny penny syndrome, right? Yep. I Every,
1: all over I the place. So too many distractions. But yeah. well, what does interruptions and distractions feed? See, this is the key element. Interruptions is simple. As long as I interrupt you, then you lose your focus. If you lose your focus, you'll adapt to my focus. That's how I get you on my side. Look what's going on in the media. Look what's going on in politics. Look what's going on, everything. As long as I can get you to change your focus. By a different conversation that I've chosen for you to listen to, I change where you go. So interruptions does that. Distractions is where that gets your ability to get away from the things that matter most in life. A key piece that I would love to share with you and everybody that I'm honored to have a conversation with today because of you is when you are where you are, be there. And kids today are sick and tired as well as parents, but I'm going to speak. I love kids because we're all kids. Agreed? Yeah,
0: i agree. Absolutely. Okay.
1: But kids today say this to me too many times. They say, could you tell my mom and my dad to actually listen to what I had to say? Because they're not there. You're either at work. You're What's the problem is you're at work when you're at home. When you're at home, you're at work. You're never where you're to be. So when you are where you are, be there. And that will allow them to begin to hear, not just listen. People know when one's listening, and people also know when people aren't listening. But the great people, great parents, great kids, great leaders, great communicators, understand the ability to be present so you can hear. But the interruptions and distractions are the two pieces that feeds what they want, and that's called procrastination. You don't do the things that are most important in life, within the time frame that you got to do them and guess what? Then the left hand wins best way I can put it. You know,
0: it's, it sounds so easy when you say it, and it probably is extremely easy. And I I have to tell you, I have struggled with that so much. I mean, you nailed it when you said it, but when you have, I mean, having kids is a responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And I don't think we realize how often that, you know, we say we lead by example, but that, that fits in the family too. I mean, they they get more from what they see than what they hear. And I I have learned that lesson the hard way. I, I, I sometimes joke about my four children that my, my first child sometimes feels a, a little on the outs because she got treated a little differently than the kids below and I just look at her and I say, Ariana honey, you know I love you and she says, Yeah and I said, Well, you are a practice child <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Yeah. We warmed up with you, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, and
0: <laughs> it takes the edge off, you know, but it's true is that a lot yeah. of the lessons that you're talking about, I made those mistakes way too often with the first. And I learned them as I got older and got smarter and and I became more patient and I I have great kids as a result. I I think they're amazing. Amazing kids. I can't wait to see them as adults
1: yeah well here's here's one principle that everybody needs to understand the left hand says oh you messed up there's no hope for you The right hand says we all mess up now the biggest biggest mistake you'll ever make is not by not reaching out and asking for advice and choosing to get better and so there's where the principle comes into place because if you talk to kids today and I said asking for help is a sign of and they say what weakness really that's such a lie so if anybody's listening right now and you have kids then go to your kids and, and say, hey, I've I'm I'm, I'm, got a little exercise. I want you to fill in the blanks. And they go, okay, asking for help is a sign of, and they'll look up and go, weakness. Yep. It'll scare you. It'll scare you. You go, where did you learn that? Well, I don't have to explain that answer, do I? So the yeah. key is, as a parent, now you teach them what is right. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Asking for help is a sign of strength. We're never to walk alone, and we're never not to reach out. Um, but with that process in mind, we all make mistakes. I, you know, every time I go to work with a company or my my team works with the company, I said we're not perfect because if we were. You couldn't afford us, so get over it. But are we? But we have a heart of a servant, so we're going to do. If we're not perfect, we're going to do everything we can to make it right. So, forget the perfect image. Just do what's right. What's right is letting go your mistakes. What is right is learning from your mistakes, and what is right is making better choices so you don't repeat your mistakes. And what's even righter than that is then teaching others so that their mistakes will be different. Everybody's going to make them, but because of what you did, they won't make so many of the ones you did.
0: Very well said. You know, it's funny. I've always looked at this very similarly. It seems to me that people just tend to want to be right than be happy. I don't know if you've experienced that, but. What's interesting is if they do what's right, they will be happy. Mm-hmm. And w- what they think is right and what actually is right is usually very different. And we learn that as we get older. I mean, you know, how many times have has, you know, maybe this is, you and know, Margaret, I don't know, but I'm sure you, you don't have any times where you don't argue. I mean, it happens from time to time, right? And she maybe has said something and, and you thought to yourself, oh, geez, I, I blew it, right? This is my fault. Right, And as a youngster, as a young married couple, you probably didn't jump right up and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, Margaret. It was my fault. It took years to learn that, didn't it?
1: So you're scaring me. Did you have a camera in their house this whole time or what? No,
0: I mean that's just experience, <laughs> no, right?
1: Exactly, and, exactly. And I think don't the you. issue here with most people is they
0: don't learn those lessons. They, right. It just keeps coming up over and over again, and they miss it. It's right there in front of them every day of their lives, and they just miss it.
1: And the reason why they miss it is because of ego. Yeah, because
0: they and want to be right
1: instead of finding right. Yep. Yeah, they want to be right. They want to be an ego. And let me tell you, a perfect example is something like this. Say, say for an example, um, what you're looking for is favor. So if there's, any, if there's one word that people would write down listening to your podcast, f- find more favor in life. Well, how do you find more favor? You do what it takes to receive favor. What does it take to receive favor? Be fascinated and more interested in others than you are of yourself. When somebody is so successful or has so much, don't be jealous because of ego. Don't be angry because life's not fair. Be fascinated and interested. And you know what you're gonna find? That's how you'll receive the favor that they want to give you everybody that's successful, like you're doing this podcast, you're doing this podcast because you want to give back to others, correct? Absolutely. Totally. Because this takes a lot of your time, a lot of it. And so I just was honored that you asked, and I'm also privileged that I could do it for you because I appreciate what you're doing for so many. But by doing that, you receive favor. And what good people understand is that's what you're looking for to find each day because what you become to receive it is what gives you peace and more love in your life
0: it's you know it's like living a life of curiosity as opposed to living a life of of directive you know i i know the answers but you, instead of knowing the answers you're curious about what other people think and want and feel and it, it's 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 just amazing just amazing i never thought of it in terms of favor that's fantastic
1: yeah it's a, it's greatest gift and, and and one thing i've learned um, how to do that better? Because somebody says, "Well, you know, let me use an example. Um, you know, I do fly a little bit, um, but you know, I'm, I've had I, I've I've had a rule, uh, and it's kind of interesting. And now we've been married 41 years. I had no idea this would be tied into how many years I've been, you know, actually, you know, traveling. But the 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 key, Margaret and I uh, identified very early in our relationship is the number. What's the number?" that's a tipping point for us. And we're not talking a bed commercial either. Um, the number, what is the number of nights that I can be away that, um, that maintains our relationship? And what's the number of nights that I can be away that w- causes our relationship to pull apart? And in a year, we found out that if I was away more than 41 nights, our conversation changed, made a choice was made the number higher. So because of that number being higher, our conversation changed. And our conversation would go like this. How was the plane ride? How was the hotel? How was the weather? Very vague, okay? Now, we also found out that if I was home a whole lot more, the conversation would change. It would go like this. When is your next flight? because you know people always laugh and when they meet me they go Margaret must be an angel to put up with the kind of energy you have and I said yeah God blessed me with it you, know, you just, like with ATI that fourth time I was there you have no idea how hard it was for me to talk that slow I have to really say things twice in my mind before I let it leave my lips because otherwise I get so energized not because I'm hyper just because I'm so thankful and I have so much favor And God so blessed me with the understanding of that. And life is too short not to be happy, so let's always remind ourselves that. And life is too long not to figure that out. And if you think you're in a position right now that you have too many problems not to find happiness, then let me introduce you to somebody who's got problems and it's not you.
0: Yeah, someone's always got it
1: worse. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You and I have nothing to complain about compared to other people that have everything in the world to complain about. And you know what's amazing? Those people don't complain, isn't right. that? Think right. They don't complain. You go to a counselor clinic with kids on All they want to do is hear all about you. How what you do and how long you've been there and what's your what's your family like? They're so interested in you because they're they know how to receive the favor that they need in life. Their life's over. They'll never have a first date. They'll never have a car. They'll never have a house. They'll never do anything.
0: You know, okay. you're reminding me of a quote you said at the last conference. If I could repeat it. Good
1: people appreciate what they
0: have when they have it.
1: Average people only appreciate what they have after they lose it. Yes. It's true. Good people appreciate what they have when they have it. So the greatest thing you can do to feed good in your life is what I do when I wake up. Um, The first thing I do is I don't roll out of bed. Immediately I take um, two minutes and I think of everything I'm thankful for, and I have to do it in two minutes. And I'm telling you, you've got to think fast when you've got a lot of things to be thankful for. And, the, and the, what's amazing when you start this exercise, you'll, you'll think of one, you'll think of another, and you'll think of another, and you'll think of another, and you'll go, okay, two minutes over. And then the next day you get up and you think, of, oh, no, I got this, I got this, I got this. I got... And the next day, I got this, I got this, I got this. And next day go, oh, I got this too, and I got this too, and I got this too. And the next day you go, I can't get it all done in two minutes. Well, guess what you're feeding? You're feeding what's good in your life. Because if you look what's good, you'll find it. And what you find, you attract. What you attract, you become. And too many people can become too blind. And I see this too often in a relationship. That if they would just go back to looking for what the reasons why they fell in love and the reasons why they decided to give their life. And the last time I checked, I'm pretty, you know, my, my, my religious beliefs are very strong. And that is when you get married, you're no longer two, you're one. It's called a covenant. And so you have to have the ability to understand the differences between each one. And then realize... You know, uh, you know, life. I mean, uh, like I tell people all the time, I never see failure as failure, but only as an opportunity to develop my sense of humor. That's why I laugh a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot to laugh
1: about out there, isn't there? I'm telling you, there is a lot to laugh about. You know, and I, I told the guy the other day, because you know, Mark and I we go through our different time periods. I mean, I'm not telling you our life is perfect, but you know what? We love each other because that's the thing we fight for every day. That's the thing we fight for every day we will not lose the love we have for each other we have that unconditional love and it's not that way all the time but that's what we're always fighting for to get back when we lose it or why we fight to keep it or why we fight to grow it it's a choice we make but most important than anything else is just realizing it is your choice you can choose how you want to talk to yourself it is your ability to recognize it so you can stop lying to yourself see people say i don't really think that way well, when you start looking at your left hand as much as you do, you go, maybe, I, yeah, I do think that way more than I thought. And then you can think about changing because the greatest thing I love about being who we are, we can change. We're not a tree, okay? We can actually make a choice and walk over here. We can go in a different door. We can make a different phone call. And more importantly, we can be fascinated with people that have so much so that we can begin to receive the favor that they are on this earth to give you. But you know what you can't do? You can't ask for favor. That's the one thing people need to understand. You have to receive it. And one of the greatest ways you can receive favor in your family is live by the three words that I wrote in my Good Life Rules book. And I'm very thankful for how many lives, because that book's not that good, but it is done very well. You know, I mean, it's just not, I'm not the greatest author in the world. I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. I'm just who I am, and I'm I'm okay with it. And I know some people come up to me and they go, I try really hard, you know, to hold back my energy. They go,
0: whoa.
1: I said, what's that? And he goes, I really love you. I said, boy, that's nice. Why is that? Because you make my husband look really good. <laughs> and I, say, I say to myself, is that a compliment? I'm not sure, but you know, <laughs> I realize that I have to work on it, but also I realize it is who I am. See, I've learned something in life, and that's this. I'd rather you not like me and know me than I'm ever going to let that left hand lie to me, that I have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not so that you'll like somebody that you don't know. Don't try to please everybody. That's the left hand. And then I would like to say this. In the Good Life Rules book, there are those three words. And if you want to receive favor from your family and you and I agree this is a good statement right here, and that is bring energy home. Live by those three words. And those of you that have heard it before, if you've drifted from it, get back to it. Don't have excuses. Live with a small box when it comes to excuses. Bring energy home. Because imagine if you didn't bring energy to your work. Imagine if you didn't bring energy to your company. Imagine if you didn't bring energy to the shop. Guess what? it would go out of business, you'd get fired, and it'd be over. Then why are you so surprised when you don't bring energy home? And people say, well, because I'm out of energy. That's the left hand lying to you. It's lying to you. But have a transformational point. That's a key element there. To understand the power of energy is to understand the power of transformation. Transformation is a point halfway between the shop and the home. And it's a point where when you get to that point, that's your line, that's the left hand, that's the right hand, that's identification, it's a bridge, it's a, it's a store, it's a place. But you go, I get to this place, this is when I visually, it's like writing your thoughts on paper, you visually say, nope, that's my point, now I've got to start thinking about home. I've got to stop thinking about the shop, I've got to think about home. I, w- I wonder what my kids did today, I wonder how they're doing today, I wonder what my wife did today, I wonder what my brother and sister did today. I'm all about family now. So I walk in the house, or what are some of the questions I'm going to ask my husband or wife when I walk in? What are the things I'm going to say to that person when I walk in? Maybe I should call and pick up something if she, she or he needs me to pick up something on the way home. Maybe I should pull over and not text on the, on the, you know, when I'm driving. So then your mind is set so when you walk in the house you're already ahead of the conversation you're prepared it's what you do in business why would not you do that in your house now you bring energy home so you got the energy i'm excited to be home you're going to work on the home now you get up in the morning and you leave the house what's your first thought when you leave and get in the car home until you get to that transformation point and it could be a bridge it could be a building it could be a turn it could be a tree whatever it is halfway in between your shop, and your home, and you say, okay, now, it's my turn to get focused on business. What is the key elements today? Who do I need to address today? Who should I make sure I go talk to today? So if you get through that process, that process gives you energy. What happens is too often, you're crossing over so often, it sucks the energy out of you. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense, and i tell you, it makes so much sense that I'm worried that my wife is going to hear this and then look at me and say, how come you don't bring energy home? <laughs>
1: No. Dead. <laughs> and and by the way all of you that um, I'm so I mean I, you know if you're having an opportunity to listen and I'm having an opportunity with Jeffrey to share ideas we're all blessed let's just leave it there but the most important thing is don't be stupid okay you know what stupid is stupid is what stupid is you know what stupid does I'll tell you what stupid does stupid listens to your podcast and goes bring energy home. That's a great idea. So then they go home and they tell their wife, "Honey, I listened to Jeffrey's podcast today, and Brian Dodge said bring energy home. So I think I'm going to do that." You are dumber than stupid to do that, honey. <laughs> because what does your wife say? Your wife says, "Really?" You'll listen to a guy you don't even know on a podcast. You can't even see his face, and you actually say that's a good idea, and I've been telling you that for 40 years. (laughs) Okay, I'd recommend what you do is you go home, you bring energy home. She says, what's up? You're right. I just didn't understand, but now I do. I got all the energy for the business and people that care but don't really care as much as my family. So I'm not making a point to bring energy home like I do to my work. I'm bringing it home to the family. So thanks for being patient and never bring up Jeffrey's podcast. <laughs> well,
0: that's the best gift they could give me, right? <laughs> right.
1: To me, it's, yeah. people say, well, what is it? You know, it's, but you and I both know that's true.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because there, nothing would break you and I's heart is if they did that and then made the spouse mad. Yeah. And you know what the left hand would say? Left hand would say, "See, I can take good and turn it into bad." So you have to understand, left hand doesn't give up. Never does. Never will. So left hand says, "Here's another good analogy from the left hand standpoint." Left hand says, "Okay, I I I'm got to work with this. Okay, I'm going to work with Jeffrey." And so your left hand says, "Okay, I'm working with Jeffrey." And you're a giver. You wouldn't do what you're doing unless you were a giver. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. So left hand says, how do I get Jeffrey to stop giving? Can't do that. No way, because you don't know how not to. Okay, so Jeffrey what do I do? Very simple. I just get you to overgive. Mm-hmm. Now tell me what's worse. Somebody doesn't give or somebody overgives?
0: Well, actually, you know what I think overgive? Because I, I hear you. You know what it means?
1: I don't give to myself. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Now you're getting deeper. But here's the other thing is people that don't give. The people don't have expectations. The people that overgive created expectations and hopes because you said you were gonna do it, I'm excited about it, but you don't do it. See, the people that don't give, nobody ever has expectation or hopes because they never got that. But over-givers can create expectation and hopes, so you're even more dangerous than the person who doesn't give at all. And you also hit a good point because of what it does to you personally. So what I'm asking those to understand is it's bigger and and stronger than what you really think, and that's why you have to always be consistently smarter about understanding how I can give you, bring energy home, and you're like, that's a game changer. And you can turn that around to hurt somebody with it by doing the wrong thing, by going home and t- giving somebody else credit than the one that gave their life to you. How wrong would that be? Make well, sense?
0: I think we're all guilty of that.
1: We are, but it's okay. Learn from it.
0: Learn. So there's from that it. left hand again, right? So I, I, I gotta, I got to ask you something about the left hand. I want to go a little deeper if I can. Okay. This, this might get a little personal, but you know, I'm sure that this left-hand thing, you didn't come out of the womb with it. You developed it or learned it at some point in your life, and whatever that was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. If, my question is this. From that starting point till now, and you started recognizing that left hand and, and talking to it and telling it, it it can't get in, you won't allow it, did you notice that it was less, or did you notice you just got better at telling it No.
1: No, it actually becomes stronger the more you recognize it and the more you challenge it.
0: Wow. So it, the left hand starts talking even more.
1: Right. And and gets better. It gets more creative.
0: Huh. Because it won't give up. No. Interesting.
1: Yeah. No, I I find situations now where now the battle is it's threefold. i say, wow, that was – and I do. So you know, I'll fail, and I'll look at my left hand and say, that was really good. That was really good. Nice try. You took something <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I said, that's really good. You got me on that one, but I'm learning from that. I'm learning from that. I saw that you took one thing and turned it another thing, and then I did that. And perfect example is, you know, I just got off the phone with a gentleman that's, uh, he's a brother from a different mother, if you know what I mean. And I want him to do this, and I wanted to give it to him, and I know that that would be the worst thing in the world to do. So I knew that this is how it works, to so answer your question. No, it doesn't go away. It never will. Okay, go into a room, turn off the light. What happens? Okay, it goes dark. It
0: goes dark. That's it.
1: So if you turn on the light, what happens? There's light. Okay, so light and dark always exist. So it doesn't go away. The only difference is it challenges your abilities to stay in the mindset of not getting angry at it, being fascinated by it. See, anger feeds darkness. Hatred feeds darkness. Um, Jealousy feeds darkness. Um, I can go on and on. So the simple fact of it is, what I've learned is I'm fascinated with it. When I, when it really gets me, I always look at it and say, that was good. I'll give you points on that one. I mean, that was really good. That was really good. So then I go over here and think, I oh, I did this and this and this, and that left hand pulled me around and got me to do this. So I make a note of it, and I visualize I say, okay. I say, okay, now I got you. Try that again. ain't going to work. Now, people see me do that every so often. They do worry about me. Why is that? Because they're going, you're talking to your hands, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably socially unacceptable,
1: but it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recommend you don't do this in public, if you know what I mean, because you might end up with place you don't want to be, okay? But, you know, hey, it is what it is, and the more fun you have with it, the more, the, the more creativity you create from it. But, again, understand, don't get angry with it. Be fascinated with it. Learn from it. Just like be fascinated when you do something well. I look at my right hand a lot and go, you know what, that decision I made today, well done. Well done. That was a good one. I'm proud of it. And so, and then those are the ways you just learn to talk to yourself better. And you brought up a very important point, which I'm not going to get in great detail on, but I remember that I was beyond honored, beyond honored. I was the author of the year in Colorado. And you have to understand, okay, that um, I was in Denver, Colorado, sold out, a program I don't know how many thousands of them are there my my family was there my mom and dad were there my brother was there my sister didn't make it um, my high school buddies were there three tables full of all my high school buddies I grew up with And know they're they're like brothers I mean we, we still there's you know we're all we all hang together we talk together because we have one that's the glue he keeps us all together if you know what I mean my college buddies, my rodeo buddies were there, guys I traveled with. They, a lot of them came. And, you know, after I was done speaking, one of my closest friends in the back of the room stood up, you know, and he said to everybody, he says, man, there's hope for all of us. If he can do this, because they knew where I came from, anybody can. You have to understand I had very low self-esteem, very low. And that I was very successful because I was so strong on the outside, hiding everything on the inside, follow me I do so too, that conversation much. yeah that that conversation allowed me to and it's taken a lifetime you know to be able to get to the point where I'm happy with where I am. That's what life's all about. life's too short not to get there, and people say, "Well, I should already be there. What are you going to do tomorrow if you're already there? You don't know, shut up, you know go on. But people look at me and they go, "Wow, you know that must have been easy for you." Little do they know. Wow. And I always fascinated when I'm sitting at tables of people I know, and they're, you know, got their families and they're all laughing and they got their big businesses and everybody in town's looking at them going, "Wow, they've got everything." They have no idea the story about that around that table. You know, all the battles they fought, all the problems they have, all the, you know, the cancers and all the deaths and all the, you know, this and everything else that goes on around that table. People are more interested in what you have and what you do than they are interested in, how, in what's going on in your life. If they really understood all the battles, people would be a whole lot happier with where they are. Unfortunately, all they see, because they're not really fascinated or interested to know more, is what you have and what they can see that they want So the bring energy home thing is key, but the also key I'd love to be able to share real quick, and that is interruptions, distraction, procrastination. Those are the three things you have to be the best ever to beat. But then to do that, you have to be OCG, not OC what? (laughs) Okay, OCG. Be open-minded. Reach out for advice. Be interested. Be fascinated. Be a student, not a follower. You know, it's like the politics going on right now. People are saying some of the silliest stuff, and you think, how can people say that? Because people won't verify it, okay? And then C is conversation. Change to conversation, which we've been talking about. Yeah. And G is be good. And you already brought that up, and I thank you very much Remember that. Good people appreciate what they have while they have it. Average people only appreciate what they have after they lose it. So I do share with everybody that's having, uh, we're having the, the privilege to share our thoughts with them, And that is this. How can we give you more? How can we give you more when you and I want to, when what you have doesn't even make you happy? So how can can we do that? You and I could want to do everything we can. There's nothing we can do because what they have doesn't even make them happy. So the way you open that door to receive what favor wants to give you, you have to be first happy with what you got. Fascinating when you look in the world, uh, you know, all the things that people have in America – and then you go to some parts of the world, and how little people have, but they're more happier than you'll find people in America.
0: don't you think I'd be more happier with the seventy five inch screen than the forty eight inch screen I have now?
1: No, that's too small. Go bigger. <laughs> I live. I live. You know. You know. You need to. You know. I live in Dallas. You know. So uh, you just need to get a big TV like Jerry Joe. <laughs> You know, go big or go home. But, yeah, that's my point. I
0: guess. You know, a big,
1: I guess. if a big TV makes you proud, if a big TV makes you feel better about you, that's a problem. Yeah, of course. If a big TV is a toy and something that's just something you enjoy, that's not a problem. Right, right. Yeah. So, no, I agree with you on that comment. But I the, the only other thing that I would really, and, and, and I, wanted, I, I really thank you for allowing me to be on, in the principles of an unstoppable family business. If any of you are running a family business and you want to help your family get stronger and united, understand there are some basic, there are there are big mistakes people make. It'd be good to learn from them so that you don't, A, repeat them or you don't create them. And then there's laws that uh, with all the companies we've been blessed to work with, um, that I'm just sharing that knowledge. So I don't know, do they have a way of emailing you, Jeffrey?
0: Yeah, they can okay. email, it's the end of this, but they can email podcast at net.
1: Okay, here's what I'm going to do. The first five people that email you from this podcast, okay, the first five people that email you right now, I need you to email the your name and the mailing address. And Jeffrey, if you will send that over to my office, and I would be more than happy to autograph it if they would like. So if you send it, say I want it autographed, and we will send a book to them, Um, absolutely free wow the first five okay let's make it the first seven because I like I like the number seven so that's what comes to my heart and here's another here's another gift I will share with all of you if you want to earn favor go with what's in your heart when it matters perfect example tips when you give it you know everybody says what's tips to ensure proper service so when should you give it well last time I checked you should give it in advance if you want to ensure service but today, that's not the way the world works. Now, when I take Margaret out, that's what I do, because I like when they suck up to us, okay? Because that <laughs> makes me look good. So they go, wow, you're somebody. So I just paid them up front. And she laughs. She goes, you're good at that. And so, anyway, the simple fact of it is, is if you're going to give a tip and you look at the number and you and two numbers come to your mind, always pick the higher number. It's a way to feed the better side of you. So that's a prime example it just happened. I said five, but when my heart said seven, I immediately said no let's go seven so the first seven to email you what you, they need to do is send you the email saying i would like brian's book uh, the principles of an unstopped family Bu- business and if you want it autographed, just say i want it autographed, and put your name in the email and the mailing address and if you'll send those over to my office uh if you'll send uh, you'll have you know send it to david so you know how to do that yep yep and david will uh have uh, julie uh send those books out to him and i would love to give that book to the first. How many? Uh Seven. Yeah. Well,
0: and is it seven here's, or seventy-seven.
1: Okay, you're on a roll. Slow down. No <laughs> we'll more coffee for you, dude. Seven is your Dave. favorite
0: number. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It never hurts to ask, but you know you can it. learn. to Say no. That would be a no. <laughs> the seven people. But here's the key: in the book is some laws, and there are. 37 befores, and that's why whoever gets it, read the 37 befores. Before you can become better at life, there are 37 things you've got to do before. And also, there's three laws. Law number one is you you never go around leadership. You go through leadership. Law number two is you never go around good relationships. You go through good relationships. And the third law is the most important. Never do anything that divides family. I don't care how many zeros. You don't ever do anything that divides family. We good with that? Yes.
0: Well, let's let's, let's pause there then because I see we're really running tight on time. What if we, at this point, we talked a little bit about doing things a little differently before we started this today, and everyone's used to me doing my sharpen the pencils at the end, but we're going to do that together for everybody as we discuss. So let's let's take a moment and sharpen our pencils. So I think you mentioned to me that you'd like them to write down three things that hit them in their soul from this podcast, so why don't you take it from there?
1: Okay, perfect. what you got to do is there what you want to do is you you know hopefully you were having an opportunity to listen well enough you could hear, and then you know when it's important because as the light bulb goes on, your soul goes ah,, that's what you've been missing, just saying, so whatever those are, um whatever those pieces are, I need you to write down three of them. And then here's what I need you to understand. Look for the one that affects all three. Look for the one that affects all three in a positive way. Because doing one right has the, the possibility of affecting all three. Don't be distracted by the easiest. Be focused on the right one. And then I want you to, um, in the Good Life Rules book, I talk about the, uh, the, the different laws that we live our lives by. And one of them is the principles of, uh, well, it's it's called the principles of undivided attention, which is ultimately what comes to your heart, you have 48 hours to act upon. Okay? And it's diminishing intent is what it's ultimately a title. So the best way to look at it is diminishing intent. So what I want you to do is activate the diminishing intent into the three, look for the one. And what does the diminishing intent say? What comes to your heart, which is the one, you have to act upon within 48 hours. So that means you've got two days to act on it. Make a phone call. Pick up a book. Go talk to a person. Do what's necessary. Apologize. Bring energy home. I can go through a long list of things. Be good. Don't be average. Wake up in the morning. Take two minutes. Think of everything you like. When you wake up, get up. You know, these things like that. What I'm going to do in 48 hours, because here's what the truth of diminishing intent says. What comes to your heart, you act upon within 48 hours, and that's what allows you to beat the interruptions, distractions, and destroy procrastination. Because here's what I know. If what you're looking for, you now have heard, the left hand is not going to fall asleep. You just woke it up. And it's going to do its best to interrupt you, it's going to do its best to distract you, and it's going to absolutely love when you procrastinate over 48 hours because what's not done within 48 hours can possibly not be done for three years. Think about that for a moment. A lot of damage can happen in three years by not doing what you know needs to be done. I hope I said that well.
0: You, you just sparred a thought. You said you were going to give them seven autograph books just for sending me an email. I'd like right. to incorporate this in that. Let, let's hear what their three things are. Let's see what they're going to do in 48 hours. Let, can we figure out a way to incorporate that, you think, into that email, make them, make them work a little harder for the seven
1: books? Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Part of the email, the first seven that sends their emails in, um, and then what we'd want to have is their mailing address, so we know where to send it, the name of, of where you know, who's going to be receiving it, and if you want it signed, just say, I'd like to have it autographed, And then part of that requirement, I like this, part of that opportunity um, that's going to create that possibility to be even more beneficial to you, you write down the three things you're going to do, okay?
0: Awesome. And then I will hold them to those 48 hours. How's that?
1: Whoa, you're good, (laughs) Obi-Wan.
0: Well, I've been coaching for at least five minutes, so.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say, this ain't your first rodeo. (laughs) You're good at it. So, to me, it's been a privilege and it's been an honor.
0: Brian, yeah, I'm Doss, so... this has been awesome. I'm right? glad okay. you 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 inspire everyone you talk to. You 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 help me, right? It's supposed to be my podcast. This was your podcast. This was fantastic. And you know what it really is? It's everyone listening's podcast. And I mm-hmm. I can't tell you how how grateful I am that you spent this hour with us
1: today. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And I'd love to give a gift if it's okay with you. Um, and that's, you mentioned at the beginning, uh, my Achievement Journal. And it's it's a way for me just to communicate just once a month. I only write it once a month. I don't believe in sending things to people daily, weekly. Really, really, folks. Um, just like social media. I'm not a big fan of social media. I mean, social media should be designed and controlled by you, because if not, it will control you. But the Achievement Journal, feel free to just go to my website, com. And it's right there. Click on it, and uh, you'll be sent that journal, uh, the achievement journal, each month. And I just cover different ideas and thoughts. Is that okay for me to say?
0: Absolutely. I've, I read a bunch of them. They're fantastic.
1: Absolutely Thank you. Fantastic. Yep. I appreciate that. So I'd like to, you know, because that's a way for us to continue our relationship. Because, as I said on stage, I realize that's probably my last, and hopefully not. But i you know, you know, you got to understand, four times there. Um, You know, we just, you know, I looked at it as that's probably my last. And uh, to me, to have four moments, to have those opportunities, to see Chubby and Richard and all the people that I know so well, and to love and respect ATI as much as I have, and how you guys have helped my life and my business be better, I'd call that a win-win all the way around.
0: You know what? Maybe we'll get lucky enough to have you back on this program one day.
1: I don't think you'd have to ask twice.
0: Well, I, maybe then I will. I will ask.
1: Because <laughs> we'll leave that, you know, uh, you know, I always say we'll leave that up to time and leave that up to how you feel and what you're what you're called to do. But you and I both know our, our job here on this earth is to give them information that we don't own. It's something that's right and it needs to be shared. Brian,
0: once again, thank you so much. This has been...
1: You're welcome. You have a blessed day, and I will look forward to our paths crossing again someday. All right?
0: It definitely will. All
1: right. And remember, bring energy home. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Well, at least tonight, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. All right. I'll let you go. Thank you, sir.
0: Normally, this is where I tell you to sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. But this week, Brian and I did the reflection at the end of the podcast. So I'm just going to take a moment here to thank Brian for giving us so much of his time, not just for this podcast but over the many years that he's joined us at our super conference.
1: My recommendation would be this
0: episode was packed with so much that Brian gave us. It's Probably a good idea to listen again, and that time, sharpen your pencils and take some notes if you haven't already. Please don't forget to email podcast at autotraining.net, and be one of the first seven to receive Brian's gift of his new book, The Principles of an Unstoppable Family Business. Don't forget to write down the three things you're going to do within the next 24 hours. You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you follow this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.